Hello and welcome to Box Cutters Merry Episodic Echo. Woo! Two buffets, no waiting. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, oh my god, he's actually here. John Richards. Hello, listener. To my far left, I'm so glad she's here as well because it's the <laughs> first time they've both been on for a full show together. Look, we're not the same person after all. Oui. Nelly Thomas. <gasps> I am Nelly Thomas. I am sweating Pavlova. Sweet. Nice. To my right, uh, a man who will take that Pavlova, turn it into something, and take it over to Christmas lunch. It is Brett Cropley, the recycler. <laughs> Good evening, viewers. I don't know where that came from. No. It's the last show of the year. It's Echo, it's Elephants, it's Emus, for those in America. <laughs> I've never understood why they, co- they call our emus, our, our native birds, emus. Cause, cause they don't have any either, so it's not like they can get them mixed up with well, the American Well, at the ones. zoo, I guess. You know, they also say Melbourne. It's just, it's called an accent. Yeah, but emu. <laughs> yeah, because it's how it's spelled. Because it looks like a bird cow. I love, it's, it's about like their, their non differentiation like of the letter U. That's why they say New York and not New Why do they leave the T off? It's spelled E M U. That's the French spelling, isn't it? Actually, actually, when when an emu and an ostrich do it, do it, and then have a child, love each other very much, that becomes an emart. Yes, thank you, Mr. Crawley, for a bit of decorum there. Why not? Fact, not not a fact. Box cutters fact. It's a pretend fact. <laughs> oh, that's a new game, John. A pretend it's fact. It's a pretend fact. Also known as a lie. In this episode of Box Cutters, well, y- you know what? We've, we've got basically our highlights of the year. And when I say our highlights, I mean the three of users' highlights. Yep. Because uh, I spent all week writing a rap because Nelly Thomas <laughs> dared me to. So the rap's got some highlights. It's got some... Uh, if you're going to do everything that Nelly Thomas dares you to do... I've been very busy, John. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going to find yourself strapped to a pole yeah, naked. Yeah. Now, Nelly's Not for started. the first time. There's like, Josh, I dare you to come over to my house and do my dishes. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll do that. I dare you to babysit my daughter for five hours I, while I, I go really out. I really have never dared you to do I know. that. <laughs> I have my limits. Yeah. You can do my dishes, but the kid stays with me. This is like really? secretary, isn't it? And you're James Spader, nearly. <laughs> can I be? Can you call me James all night? Go on. Don't you mean Lyndall's boyfriend, James Spader? Oh, I could be Lyndall's girlfriend, boyfriend. Oh, weird. Okay, we've gone there already. Yeah. Let's move on. All right, so we're going to go through uh, the most momentous change event slash whatever in television this year, the most disappointing thing slash moment slash event slash whatever thing in television this year, Mm -hmm. favourite TV character slash event slash moment slash thing slash year, and the best TV show slash year. It's the year of the slash. It is. It is the year of the slash. We've also got uh, one thing. We've got pork with trotters with a wrap with beets. That's and mm. a special surprise from moi. Oh, and a special surprise from Nelly Thomas. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and Geraldine Hickey, the hickster, coming mm-hmm. in later on mm-hmm. in the show. Right now, though, let's kick things off with the Box Cutters News.
John Richards, it's been so long since we've heard your delightful tones on news. What can you bring us? Well, I, I've actually been given the... That calling this a news story seems slightly disingenuous. It's the end of the year. <laughs> every single every single one of these stories All right. is, uh, is panda up a tree. Let me give you a disingenuous news. The US Watchdog Parents Television Council has slammed American prime time for its sexualization of girls in their early teens. Um, their new report, which is called Tinseltown's New Target, a study of teen female sexualization on primetime TV, uh, claims that... There's too much alliteration in TV. I know. <laughs> it, it claims that uh, underage female characters are shown participating in a higher percentage of sexual situations than their adult counterparts, 47% to 29% respectively. Um, it also says 98% of sexual incidents involving underage female characters occurred outside of any form of committed relationship. And, and this one's very important because we'll come back to this in a moment. 73% of the underage sexualized incidents were presented in a humorous manner or as a punchline to a joke. You know what, you know what this says to me? Right. This says to me that American adult females are not having enough sex. Well, look, this, this could mean all sorts of things. And I agree that, you know, uh, sexualization of, of young girls and, and for me, things like Bratz dolls and, and that sort of thing is, is very alarming, which is not really what this report's about. And it turns out it was compiled from 35 hours looking at 14 shows of which nine of them were comedies. I just want to point out that whole leading to a joke thing. Yep. If nine of your 14 shows are comedies, that's likely to happen. And apparently also out of those 14 shows, only six of them actually have underage characters. So really... And what do they mean by underage? Well, under 18, I guess, is what they're saying here. So really we're talking about the sexualization of characters in Two and a Half Men, Glee, The Cleveland Show, Family Guy, American Dad, and The Simpsons. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Four of those are cartoons. Four of them are cartoons. Yeah, yeah. One's a sitcom. One's a dramedy. Cartoon according characters to have sexual Huffington needs Post. too. But you know the fact that that uh, a, a joke about a cartoon character's sexual. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And this this but because yeah, this has become a major report. And what was really annoying me reading these these sort of stories, uh, the coverage of this was actually I found more annoying than the article itself. Which is, uh, well, this one from from the articles here says. Um, the Parents Television Council website cites examples from Gossip Girl, Glee, and the animated Cleveland shows. It disparaged the October CQ magazine shoot with Glee actors Lee Michelle and Diana Agron's quasi-pornographic poses, drawing on clothing and sets involving high school, as shown here. And oh. every, every article would then show you the shocking, shocking quasi-pornographic images. And it's like, Can I- you know... Can I just make the point that, uh, what, what was the name of the organisation, the Parents Television? Uh, Parents Television Council. Yes, uh, I, I don't think I've, I've known any other organisation in, in the modern age that has been more of a wowser bunch of crybabies, basically. Well, I mean, they are, they're, um, a, they're a fairly right-wing group. and you, yeah. you know what's hard, though, as you alluded to, John, is on this issue, whenever you're talking about sexualisation of teenagers in particular, is that there's some truth in it, because it is a problem. You know, the sexualization, particularly of young girls, like you said, Bratz dolls and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. and even the pressure on teenagers. At the same time, this group of, as Cropley has suggested, wowsers, are in complete denial about teenage sexuality. Yeah, they've kind of invalidated their own point because, yeah. for, for a start, their report is rubbish. Mm. Secondly, it's leading people to then just show the images that they're kind mm. of railing against. And, and the, the reporting of it is so mixed up and vague to kind of say. Mm. Like the point is, uh, so 98% of them don't take place in. in 
informal you know relationships it's marriages like, well they're, yeah they're 16 it's bad if they're not married yeah. and, no they and, they should be getting married at 14 16, no, they should be married, and they also yeah. pick the shows that teenagers watch so you're going well a show aimed at teenagers would probably have more teenage sex in it than uh, it'd be it's weirder just disgusting if it to think of 40 year olds having sex I know and <laughs> I think where they get it wrong is that I think the solution to it is not to not have any sex in these shows like this sort of ridiculous abstinence approach but to actually have a more empowered sexuality have a more real sexuality have young have a 16 year old girl who says no sometimes and yes other times it doesn't but fit you don't the, see that no and I, and, and I agree too I was just say that thing about the, so the Bratz dolls the, the CQ um, photo shoot they're talking about which I, was, I actually found that a little bit Odd for a show that, I that, seen that it's just really kind of the whole you know Maxim Lads like Mag kind of Britney poses. Spears. Oops, I did right. it again. Video that kind of uh, naughty schoolgirl. But taking all the characters from Glee, who perhaps you may have felt some kind of connection with on an emotional level, and going, but they're really kind of titsy. How like, about you do it? Yeah, yeah, and and, and that's naff. But that's a separate thing to yeah. a scripted. Yeah. You know, TV show having characters having sex in it. Mm. It's it's they're two separate issues. Mm. I, I have a question for you, Nelly Thomas, as mm. a as a, a woman who does sex shows with kids. Yes, uh, I really <laughs> think you should rephrase that. <laughs> I was introduced that <laughs> yes. way at an International <laughs> Women's Day event. We've been talking about it since. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rake, either the last episode of Rake or a couple of weeks ago. Uh, okay, Rake's. Uh, so last one's coming up this week. Cleavers. No, no, either the last episode, like the one the previous one to, yep. to or, or a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Cleaver's son, Fuzz, uh, has a dumb name, but also he was having sex with his 28-year-old school teacher mm. uh, when he was 15, mm. and uh, she dumps him on his 16th birthday, mm. uh, having dumped him for a younger man. Mm. Uh, they laugh it off. That's bullshit. They laugh it off. Mm. It's just like, oh, other fish in the sea, mate. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Rather than, say, I don't know, reporting her to the police yeah. for repeated statutory rape. Mm. Uh, how is that for a, for, for a representation of... Oh, it's uh, not. Of, of, you know, because I'm, I'm very much of, of the mind that if there is a consensual relationship beyond age barriers and it is a one-off situation, then good luck to everybody within within reason. Uh, but repeat offenders are, are repeat offenders. Uh, but this is just kind of made light of. In but also the problem, well, the biggest problem with that is that she's his teacher. Mm. I mean, aside from the age difference, I think it's the power difference from her being in a position of authority over him. But also it's a real issue in a lot of the um, kids that we work with, No Means No Show, we do a show with the boys as well. And there's the estimates vary, but it's probably around one in seven boys are sexually abused as a child. So by a child, I mean someone under 18. And so you see something like that, which kind of makes light of it and thinks it's a joke. And that's just stopped so many boys who probably need help from coming forward Mm. because they think it's exactly their worst fear, that no one will take it seriously, that it's like, oh, well, you just men just like reading anyone anyway, don't they? So what's what's get over it? Like I'd be thrilled if my teacher did, you know, all of that kind of stuff, as though it's different for a young boy to be um, taken advantage of than it is for a young girl. And it and it brings to mind a, a question that uh, I know uh, the uh, the presenters were asked at, at uh, one of those shows, which mm. is, uh, what if uh, I'm underage, my boyfriend is is older, or my girlfriend is older, and we've got my parents' permission? Yeah. Right, which is a question that, that kids do that ask. That they do and, ask at our shows, And in yeah. this one, 
you know, parents' mm. permission may or may not have, uh, have well, been in play. for a start, and your parents can't give you permission to break the law. Yeah. Like, your parents can't give the 28-year-old permission to break the law. I mean, if she's having sex with a 15-year-old, then that is, as you said, statutory rape. And, so, that, and so, yeah, I think, I think the representations of male versus female sexuality yeah. still need a, a long way but, to go as and, well. And sexual abuse and rape of men is presented very differently too. I mean, all that classic bullshit of making jokes about, oh, if you, you know, the, you slip on the soap in the shower in prison, ha, 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 like men raping other men is funny. Because the victim's no, no, a male. That's never put across as a joke. That's, oh, that's it, the, of course it is. It is. Really? It is. In, it is. Yeah, Constantly. a lot of comedy. Isn't, isn't that about the threat of going to prison and, and how you A lot you of get sitcoms use it as a Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of sitcoms. Certainly a lot of Does comedians yeah. do on stage. But and they're certainly constantly com- laughing about it in Oz. And Hollywood films. <laughs> Oz is hilarious, yeah. though, to be fair. Can I just say about Rake, though? And this is based entirely on, on my, my in-depth knowledge of Rake, which is about two and a half minutes of it that I watched yeah, a week or so ago. It feels to me that's the thing Rake would do deliberately. Going, oh, look how cutting edge we are. Oh, look, it's so shocking. What we're saying is shocking. Except, now, now, John, except we didn't, didn't get to hear your review of Rake. Uh, it, you, you sounded like you loved it. No, there, well, there, I was, yeah. the only two, two minutes I saw. Minutes. The only two minutes I saw was I turned on and they were having an argument about oh some political thing, which was obviously written to kind of look how contentious we're being in this restaurant, having this political argument about female circumcision and something else. And then they went to the toilets and did cocaine. And I kind of went. Yeah, Whoa. I get it. You know, I get it. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm shocked and scandalised. Ooh, ABC, you frightened me. Yeah, I don't know. That, that's all I saw. It's maybe just another Tuesday night in Sydney. Maybe it's, yeah. Maybe there was more than that, but it felt very much like a scriptwriter was trying very, very hard to be scandalous. In the yeah, I, th- I, saw. I think uh, I think Rake really had a great first episode. And, <laughs> uh, and then... It, it's gotten kind of consistently weaker and weaker and less you know, relevant. With, with that controversy courting kind of stuff, what shits me with that is it's like the writers have gone, hang on, no one's ever thought of this scenario. Yeah. We'll get an older female teacher who has sex with a, with a teenage boy. This is going to blow everyone's freaking yeah, mind. It's on a current affair every other day. Like, I mean, we've thought of it. Move on. It's wrong. It makes it hard for these boys to come forward. Don't make light of it. Piss off. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of pissing off, just uh, speak- and that is the box cutters. <laughs> yeah, speaking, speaking of pissing off, uh, David Attenborough, mm. who is one hundred. No, 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 that's a terrible segue. Try one, again. There must be something else you could get out of that. Uh, speaking of older people doing it to younger people, David Attenborough <laughs> has been teaching the youth for many years. <laughs> who is 195 years old, uh, has said that he doesn't think 3D television can be used as wallpaper, but it should be used for special events. Like his upcoming (laughs) story about flying dinosaurs. David Attenborough is a dinosaur, but he can't fly. Is that what it's called? Yep. It's not as catchy as some of the early ones. No, it's it's not. It's not like it's not like the planet dinosaur or something like that. Uh, no, it's about you know some flying dinosaur or something or other. Uh, You're not a nature fan, are you, Josh? I, the man just puts his voice to other people's stuff, and it becomes his. Like, and that's why it sells. It sells because it's got David Ambrose. You know, he was a great nature documentary maker of his time. Mm. I think that time finished 30 years ago. But do people care how the sausages are made? They are very pretty pictures. Y- yeah, but why haven't we progressed in documentary filmmaking for television since then? 
Well, we have, though, on a technical level. I mean, because those documentaries, they are technical we ones. We haven't in a voiceover level. No. <laughs> well, maybe there'll be 3D voiceovers in it's his It's him and era. Sam Johnson just voiceovering <laughs> everything. <laughs> just totally. And every, every now and then, Adam Zouar pretending to be <gasps> Sam Johnson. <laughs> Can Sam Johnson. David Attenborough do the Hungry Jack ads? Let's just mix ah, it up. Let's yeah, mix it see? up. See? Mm. That I would go I'm for. With you. And if you. the Hungry Jack's ads were in 3D... You'd watch I'd them. buy that burger. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, David Attenborough thinks that... Uh, oh, I think it's called Flying Monsters. Mm. I think that's his... Uh, oh, so he's, oh, or is it Flying with Monsters? <laughs> like it was Walking, walking with, with dinosaurs. dinosaurs. No, I like that. Flying with Monsters. Uh, so, yeah, David Attenborough thinks 3D TV is a thing. Nelly? Oh, next news? Yes, please. Um, it's just so not news, is it? We're no. just, we're just. This no. is kind of news. This is news. It's a uh, writer, artist, well, husband. I, can I, can mm. I say a uh, uh, creator? Because I, I would say, I, I would just put him as a uh, uh, creator of. Hang on, Peter Gunn. That's all I would do. Have you preempted my news item? I'm Joshua trying not Kanar? to. Would only you for, like only for to Peter read Gunn my news item? No. No, sorry, Nelly. Join Nelly created Peter Gunn. All right, if you want to talk, you have to put your hand up. See, I've got to get some order established here. Writer, artist, husband. Can I talk now, Nelly? No. <laughs> of 41 years. 41 years. How old are you? Uh, th- uh, 38? Yes. Anyone 41? Brett's almost, Brett's almost 41. Brett's almost oh, I'm 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, as we've spoken They were married before. for your entire life. Like, does that not blow your mind? That's a long time, 41 years. So, Julie mind. Andrews. But, but they've had a lot more time to do it. I'm, I'm not True. impressed by that. True. Oh, yeah, carry on. Carry on. You've never been married to Julie Andrews at all, yeah. though, Cropley. You haven't even been married yeah, to Julie not, Andrews not for a day. Put some effort in, Cropley. Seriously, how can you not be impressed by 41 years? Well, once you get through all this, the, the teething issues, you just stay together. It's easier when it's Julie Andrews because she's practically perfect. <laughs> What's your longest relation? No, let's not get into that. Alright, writer, artist, husband of 41 impressive years to Julie Andrews, Blake Edwards. I'm not sure he's famous for his long marriage. Has died <laughs> at the grand old age of two fat ladies. 88. 22. For those of you who are no, that's two little ducks, quack, quack, bang, bang. Um, sorry to vegetarians. Why did you just shoot the fat lady? Probably best known as the creator of the Pink Panther series. He's also loved for his many movies in a popular 60s TV show called Joshua Canal. Oh, really? I thought it was called Peter Gunn. <laughs> his trademark was the classic comedic tool of taking painful life events and making them funny. For example, which is actually a very cute story. Do you know uh, got try, a- trying to find a famous diamond in Europe. Did you put your hand up? Sorry. No. Oscars in 2004 where he received an honorary Oscar. You know, by this stage he was wheelchair ridden. Did any of you see this? No. So he hoons out on stage to get his Oscar in his electric wheelchair. Hoons out, literally goes past Jim Carrey, swipes the Oscar and deliberately hoons straight into the wall and says, leave my Oscar alone! And then goes off the stage. That's his acceptance speech. That's hilarious. That's nice. That is funny. Yeah, that is yeah. hilarious. That is freaking funny. Blake Edwards, a, a great comedy filmmaker of the of the 60s and 70s. R.I.P. And, uh, and uh, I didn't know that he created Peter Gunn. So what was the uh, Oscar, Oscar for? Uh, honorary. Um, was it just it for was stuff? Was it? It was uh, the fairest and best. Was it Thalberg? Thalberg award? Yeah, I actually don't Attendance. know that. So it was that one that they give to people who have never won Oscars but probably deserve one. Should have got one for um, having to put up with Bo Derek and Dudley Moore in the one film. Yep, 
I think that's what he won it for. It was for 40 yeah. years of marriage. To it should have got an even dozen. It pretty much is. It's that's, the, that's the end of your show, though. That's what we do. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Put blah, your blah. hand up. The, no. Sorry, sorry. The Brett, University Brett, of Maryland Brett, has I've got my a... Brett. No. Can I? Not touching. Josh? Not touching. Blah, 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 blah. That's enough. The University of Maryland has a new study that it's been released through their program on international policy attitudes and published it worldpublicopinion.org that's found that uh, there were substantial levels of misinformation uh, amongst the voters of uh, uh, the US coming up to the midterm elections. Um, It uh, found that uh, while it was usual that the more a person watched news consumed the news uh, the less likely it was that they'd been misled about the facts and except there was one notable uh, case. Is, uh, it, is it Fox viewers? Is it Fox viewers? Is it viewers of Fox? It's viewers of Fox News. Did you put your hand up? Where? Yes, I did. It's audio they can't <laughs> tell. A notable number of cases where greater exposure to the news source increased misinformation on a specific issue. Uh, they were looking at these were significantly uh, skewed and uh, about things such as coming up to the election, Obama's health care bill, uh, the whether climate change exists and and uh, Fox News actually sells that most scientists disagree that there is any climate change, uh, that uh, the US stimulus measures, uh, there, there was an 88% figure of, uh, of viewers of Fox News that believed that it actually cost jobs. Don't bring up 88% because then Nelly's just going to shoot two fat ladies. See, I, I had my hand up and he just stormed in. Can I ask? Like, is this, this uh, is and a, 42% believing that Obama was, was not born in America. Because I'm now, I'm now curious, is there actually legal... Yeah, is there any kind of legal restriction? Should they be required to tell the truth? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Something? Yeah, with with news, mm. like if I want to set up a news channel and just put complete lies out constantly, am I allowed to do that? Or First is there Amendment. some? Mm. So there'll be freedom of speech. But First Amendment of of the U.S. Constitution says that they can say whatever they like. So but actually, you, there's no. You can sue nef- for libel, though. You can sue for libel, but you can't sue for lies, just for general lies. So you'd have to say Obama um, had an affair. You could get sued for libel. I'm thinking yes. like, and if you say, you know, most scientists disagree yeah, with global warming, you know, it's, it's just untrue. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I'm just curious whether you can just go on and just say whatever you want and... Because that, that's kind no, of frightening. No, then you have to go on and say they, yeah. that was untrue. Actually frightening and exciting. I'm kind of thrilled about the idea. I'm going to set my news, news channel now. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's, there's some startling statistics uh, about Fox News viewers, and uh, we might put a link up to the PDF study uh, that was released from the University of Maryland. Uh, Fox News's response essentially claimed that everybody at that uh, tertiary institution was stoners who never did any study and uh, they're just giving every indication that they will continue to lie to their viewers going forward. Meanwhile, in the UK, the BBC's Director-General, Mark Thompson, has come out arguing for a type of Fox News for the BBC. He says that with more platforms for news content coming from the Beeb, a British version of Fox News with strident conservative punditry should be allowed by relaxing the strict impartiality rules currently in place. He claims this viable alternative to impartial public service broadcasting (laughs) ought to be considered and that the requirement for alternative viewpoints to be offered within the same program or in other programming is simply arduous. (laughs) 
Oh, oh, it gets in the way. As it is set out in Section 5 of the UK's Broadcasting Code. Apparently he's arguing that the fifth most important tenet of the BBC is just getting in the way of providing strident conservatives with the opportunity to spread lies and half-truths amongst TV news viewers. Firstly, I don't know what BBC that guy is watching, but impartiality is not one of the problems that the BBC has. Secondly, what? Like... Really? Like, it, let's let's assume for a moment that the BBC was actually impartial rather than arbitrarily taking a side on every single issue. And Does he just think it's the lefties? Is this what he's I, saying? I think, no, I think he actually thinks that it's impartial and that the UK could do with some partiality. It is more impartial than others. What, what, what issues are you thinking of that it's... It does uh, seem to go out of its way to try and... why would no, impartial when I, be bad? When I... I, now, t- to be fair, I, I don't watch a lot of BBC, but I listen to a lot of BBC on, on the radio, and their reporters do tend to harangue people into agreeing with them uh, rather than just asking them questions. Right. It, it's a very antagonistic news service. That's the English way, though. That is, anyone seen Jeremy Paxman's... I can't remember what it's called. Newsnight? It's a 7.30 report equivalent. He's great. I love Jeremy Paxman. Goes, so you're a piece of shit, aren't you? Interviewee, <laughs> and he'll just say that seventeen times. Discuss. <laughs> what, <laughs> what? You've got a bit of hyperbole in there. He actually had uh, an MP on the show um, asking why he lied about uh, a particular matter at hand, and this was eighteen years ago or something. Um, his producer didn't have anything to give him in his ear, and so he just kept on. Asking the, the same, same question. question. Tell me why you've lied. Tell me. Tell me. Apparently, Paxman actually said that fascinating after a while, just as a kind of thing to see how many times he could ask exactly the same question. I think it was like 29 or something, wasn't it? It was actually a surprising yeah, yeah, number of times. Yeah. And uh, the MP just kept on not answering the question. Right. Yeah. Um, um, but, so, uh, you know, actually, actual, this looks actual like Chad, a, if you're listening, remix that for us for next week. Go on. Find that clip and remix it. Yeah. And by next week, he means next year. No, I mean next week. I want You want it now? Yeah. You want it now? Yeah. Right. Just for me. Just for you. <laughs> uh, this is the worrying uh, uh, look for the BBC coming from its director general and uh, and just looks like uh, uh, David Cameron, is that the, uh, yeah. the, the leader over there, um, is, is really just pushing through, wanting I to... Uh, it shows well, how scared wipe they out, are. Wipe out any alternative voices. I still don't understand what you are saying, that he has looked at the BBC and gone, this is too balanced... Yeah, I think something. it needs we to be crazy and unbalanced. News. Yeah, mm. the BBC well, you, is terrified at the moment. We need some Fox News action in the UK. Can I say it's it's a fair enough it's it's fair enough that they would be scared though that the BBC would be scared because the UK is uh, looking to outsource the Royal Mail, and I think when you when you start looking at institutions that are so, it's just, is that just about being able to make a, a quick profit? Well, the BBC is mostly in trouble because... Well, it, it, no, not it's, outsourcing, sorry, privatising. But the BBC is in trouble mm. for being too good, basically. It's been people like Murdoch attacking them, claiming that they are competing with commercial interests. Yeah, but the... And they need to be less good the and less competitive. The government will get rid of it. Yeah, I mean, the government hates it. They, yeah, the they'll just government. get rid of it. Yeah. Just, they'll sell it. They'll sell the BBC to someone. Yeah. Merry they're, Christmas, they're in the process. I know! <laughs> they are in the process of getting rid of universities. Just full stop over there. <laughs> no, they're like not. Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> no, they're not. Yeah, and that—that's why the students attack Prince Charles's car. And that is the box cutters news. <laughs> this is Abby 
Kadabby, and you're listening to Box Cutters. <laughs> Twinkle out. <laughs> the most momentous change event thing to happen this year on television. Uh, for, for me, I would I would have to say uh, Australia, you know, within Australia, it's got to be the uh, analog switch off uh, in some remote areas that we've heard. Has that very, happened? It's, mm. it's happened in some places. <laughs> it was in Mildura, wasn't it? Yeah, Sunraysia. Mildura, Mildura, yeah. Sunraysia, and also uh, some parts of South Australia. The fruit juice belts, basically. Mm. Victorian yeah. rural locations. They're talking by the end of next year, from memory. Yeah, it's uh, this was all supposed to happen by 2010. Anyway, mm. uh, that for me is the the, the biggest the biggest thing to happen. How's that going to affect a... everything? You didn't make Why it sound so very momentous. momentous. Yeah. No, you didn't. Yeah, it's a bit of a squib. <laughs> Go on. One of the momentous well, all right, hang things this yeah. year was... Yeah. So momentous. Yeah. Yeah. Europe people had to buy a set-top yeah. box. Oh, you know what? You know, okay, here's, uh, here's, <laughs> here's, the, here's the momentous <laughs> way to put it. The moment, the moment, most momentous thing of the year is that the government are just switching off the analog signal. It's willy nilly. That sounds yeah. That <laughs> They're sounds switching off television. <laughs> All right, run so, for your lives. So here's fruit juice and no TV. Here's a momentous thing. <laughs> My friend John mm. Richards mm. got his entire TV show filmed and in the can this what? year. That, that was my momentous oh, thing for TV. You've covered oh, mine second now. Second time you put your bloody I hand know. up, Canal. Yeah, because you suddenly said on TV, which ruined it. Because here it's an in TV. Right. <laughs> momentous thing in TV for me was I got a freaking TV show made, and that doesn't happen every day. No. Although it did for the last six weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we finished Saturday morning at 7 a.m. because the last week was all night shoots. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah, Adam Richard giggling at you at 4 a.m. in the morning. Woo! Um, <laughs> I've, I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And your TV show is? Uh, Outland. Um, we're already coming under much attack on the internet, which is Excellent. lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, people are writing scathing things based on one just, photo. Why didn't you just make a regular Big Bang Theory? Why didn't you just make a regular... Well, Australian Big Bang this Theory. Is the Why do you have thing. to be gay? This is the new thing. It's the gay Big Bang Theory, a show I've never seen. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of, that's intriguing. But it's just it's just pulling the most popular elements uh, from, from Big Bang with, well, the, with the geeks and, listen, and from Glee with I was, wheelchair. I was really, really offended at this whole idea that we're just ripping off someone else's show and making it gay. And anyway, it's the gay spaced. Way! So, uh, <laughs> but, no, but nobody watched space, so they don't really understand. But yeah, so we, we yeah we, we we finished filming on on Sunday morning. Congratulations! And, um, it's looking really good. If Ben Gerard is not a, a megastar this time next year, I'll be mildly disappointed. And uh, the cast is incredible, and it's going to be yeah. Can you take me to the Logies? Yeah, right. What are we going to wear? We'll wear the same thing. Same frock. Either way. Okay. I don't do frocks, but I'll do one if you, you do. You can wear no. the suit and I wear the frock. Excellent. They did, no, they have nominated uh, Wani. Did you uh, pick up a couple of noms uh, for, for these Logies? Uh, uh, apparently they've changed the rules. You've got to finish the show now first and, well, and yeah. show it to well, the people. I'm not sure that Wani actually can. <laughs> uh, is he best newcomer? What's he been uh, known for? Uh, best talk and... and Nomed sounds uh, so rude. Best, uh, <laughs> I can't remember. I was just so outraged. And Lizelli. I was blinded with fury that he'd actually got Logies nominations. I will actually buy TV Week to nom you. <laughs> nom because me the, uh, do you still need to buy TV Week to nom? Can you, no. You, you can oh, do don't you? No. You can do it on. You can nom online. You can nom online. You can nom away. What's it? What the internet's or for? SMS really? You can null nom online. <laughs> Nelly right, Thomas, what's yeah. your what's your biggest momentous? My thing? momentous. I, I struggled with this, but I finally settled on Kerry O'Brien retiring. 
that's yeah, an that's institution. A yeah, yeah. Be an big, institution. Taking down uh, state line with him in each of those individual states. He's 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 going, and I'm gutted. I, I don't think I don't think he personally just went and clotheslined all the state line. Just oh, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm taking yeah, state no. line with power. me. Well, Sales of green pens have crashed. In overnight. fact, we, we really haven't talked about this. Uh, he took down the entire 7:30 report. Because it's not coming back next year. You mean, but he didn't take it. The producers uh, he, he took left it. And, and it's just all closed. No, no, no from, from next year. It's but just he didn't go to the ABC and say, you better get rid of the 7.30 report because I've gone. No, they didn't. made a decision. He but he's leaving. Well, he's allowed to leave, Brett. <laughs> like, You're such a Kerry O'Brien apologist. <laughs> Did he leave? Was he allowed to was leave? Was he pushed? I, I always got the no, feeling no, there was some pushing uh, involved, oh, but, I had uh, the impression he was leaving. Yeah, no one pushes no, no, Kerry but, O'Brien. But my point anyway is that uh, it's not the 7.30 report uh, from after summer. Right, uh, so that's your, that's your moment. Anyway, getting back no, no. to my momentous event, it is that Kerry O'Brien will be sadly missed by mm. me. But he's going to do other stuff. Yeah, but I love the 7.30 report with mm. Kerry. Big red. Have you got some taped for later? <laughs> just of course, for... on my magic box. Okay. Uh, have you edited together a montage? To We've only just begun. Oh, could you? <laughs> Carry in slow motion. It was, <laughs> it was quite cold and unemotional, his sign-off. But what did he do? He's cold and unemotionally. He didn't cry. He's general. a journalist. He didn't choke up. He didn't upend the <laughs> table it? and storm out. It's been a time. Cool. See you later. Is it Lee Sales replacing you? Yes. Lee Sales and Michael Critton. Yeah, but yeah. mostly Lee Sales. I love Lee Sales, so I'll... I'll I'll, st- I'll, I'll stick with it. What is it with you and the redheads? Who? What, what's not to love? They never want to go outside. They stay home and do stuff for you. <laughs> Dare them to do your dishes. <laughs> they burn. <laughs> Brett Cropley. For me, mm. for years, Channel 10 has uh, seemed not to care much at all about its news presentation. Uh, burning the nightly news service at 5pm, having the most interesting thing about 10 late news uh, being the handback from Brad to Sandra Sully and, and uh, whether they're just going to freaking get it on on the news desk right there on, on the screen because it looked like surely it, it was happening behind the scenes already. Um, but uh, it seems that with the 7pm 7, 7 project uh, firming up in its slots, uh, they firming seemed to have developed... Oh, it's just got to be rude for you, doesn't it? <laughs> they seem to have developed some confidence that it uh, can hold oh, you didn't. an audience out then. in prime time. <laughs> so is it ruder that I'm mocking him when you're just not listening? Yes, <laughs> the fact that George Negus has signed up to uh, anchor one of the new shows gives uh, much more hope uh, for what's in store, uh, given that he's never been one to compromise uh, following the big bucks like uh, Ray Martin hosting a current affair and his diet stories and his uh, 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 shonky business dealers and doll bludgers and money-grabbing speed and red light cameras. Um, so uh, I, I think Channel 10's new lineup uh, for the news and, and the decision to go with that and, uh, and I guess, resisting uh, uh, Jamie Packer's... Uh, share buy up, uh, which may have may have actually been wanting to stop it. Uh, looks all good for ten. What's the event, Brett? The event? What's the momentous event? Ten's ten's news block between five pm and uh, seven thirty every week. The, the, the creation of it would, yeah. would be the event, right. Yeah. right? Okay, I'm with you. Yeah, I, I think that'll be big news for Australian TV. Yeah, I'm uh, clearly just unimpressed by the whole year, <laughs> TV-wise. Uh, actually, you know what? My most momentous event 
the uh, we one. Didn't we do this? No. Nah, oh my god, we're going around again. Oh gee, we are seriously gonna be here till Tuesday. End of Lost. Lost oh, finishing was was massive for yeah. for me. I still haven't really Was there an explanation at the end? For me, yes. For you? Yes. Mm. It was the uh it, it was one of the greatest finales I've ever seen of of a TV show. And I'm watching it next, my friend. It's my next series. Uh, after you finish all the things I've given yes, you. Yes, and when yes. your brother gives it back. This is Elmo from Sesame Street, and you're listening to Box Cutters, baby. <laughs> actually, maybe I should have said meeting Elmo. That was actually a pretty momentous event. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was, yeah. But that was was momentous I'm not sure it has a big impact on yeah. the entire TV. country, though. Uh, most disappointing thing uh, was that last segment. <laughs> huh? I second that. Hey, I second that. Hey. Uh, most disappointing thing for me, I'll kick this one off with a real thing rather than just making something up. Mm. Uh, Winter Olympics coverage for me. Oh, you uh, were furious. Was just mm. ridiculous from Channel Nine, uh, and uh, and gives me huge fuel for my anti-siphoning. Curling commentary was just inappropriate. Didn't there you? was no. There was ill-informed. It was. It actually. It really was. <laughs> but there was. I love <laughs> curling. I love watching curling. Once every four years, I get to watch curling, and it is a really, really difficult team sport. Well, why and, don't you just uh, move to curling then, if you want <laughs> it so much? I will. I will move to it and marry it. John? I'll, move, I'll uh, move to curling and I'll marry biathlon. How about that? <laughs> most disappointing. Are you biathlon curious? My, my most disappointing was was actually was simply just I, I didn't find another show to get obsessed with this year. Oh, you know, that's there's, a there's, good one. There's been one in previous years like mm. you know, Battlestar Galactica or yep. you know, Mad Men, which I would download the minute it was available and and watch it and go online and read Hang all the on. comments. Spooky stuff is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just the theremin that plays whenever I start talking about <laughs> Mad Men. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> This year there wasn't, uh, yeah, man, man, it's kind of, uh, you didn't have a and I didn't have a I didn't, yeah, there was nothing yeah, I was obsessively yeah. following, and that was that was a bit disappointing. There was nothing, nothing new. But you oh. didn't really have time. Well, I did you earlier in the year. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I just didn't have anything. I obsessively wanted to download. Yeah, illegally. fair enough. <laughs> mm, mm. I wish I had John's now because that I'm the same. That's a real. That's a good one. I like to have something that I just can't wait to get. That I'm just hanging. Other than Survivor. That's a given. I was going to say. <laughs> Other than that. Um, by the way, the finale uh, aired three hours ago. <laughs> you haven't watched it yet? You haven't watched <laughs> no, it yet? No, I haven't. Um, my most disappointing Boston now, Rob I look wins. at it, I'm a little bit concerned that it might have been 2009. I'll just so say it anyway. Please correct me. It is that Tracy Grimshaw won a Walkley. Uh, I that, think that, it was this year. I was so disappointed. I cannot believe one of the things she was cited for, for given credit for, was three interviews, one of which was the Matthew Johns interview, which I have uh, waxed lyrical about on this show a number of times. I cannot believe that that was rewarded. I think that was like 2009. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm still disappointed. It's still disappointing (laughs) to this day. Brett. Uh, for me, the Bendigo Streets GTV uh, studios closing, besides the half century of history and tradition going down the tubes to make some property developer rich, uh, I think there's always been an atmosphere in those studios that uh, they haven't got anything like at Docklands. Uh, if you consider one versus a hundred or, or who wants to be a millionaire, it's just that feel of, of the audience. The studios are much bigger and uh, I, I think they lose all that intimacy that they've had at Bendigo Street uh, for all those years and it, it works so well for them. It might be too too subtle for most audience to, to pick up on that uh, they're just shooting everything in barns. Uh, but for me, that's going to be a big impact. Are you calling people stupid, Brett? 
No, no, I just think people don't pay attention. What would you have done <laughs> if you smoked one thing for the finale? I think people I'm just don't pay attention. What is stoner about that? What, um, what, that is so offensive, Brett. What would you, well, what would you have had them do? What would you have had them do, Brett, with this large property that was losing them lots of money? Was it losing them much money? It was the the upkeep was really expensive. Uh, the uh, it should have it been was, a theme was, park. You should have been able to get inside you know, Bert Newton's head and and go down some rails. Have and, you seen you Bert know, Newton's head? Don Lane you would just wave walk at into you that thing anyway. That would have been cool. Build some studios underground. Wasn't the technology Secretly. all redundant and it needed to be all yes. done again? Yes. Well, that's because of Josh's best thing of the year that they're switching off the uh, the TV signal. Right. Analog. The uh, the. So, so you would have had them keep that, and so basically you're against progress. Is that what you're saying, Brett? <laughs> no, See, what, I'm, that's what I'm saying, you what I'm saying is that uh, that they're in the, in the uh, the smaller studios where they didn't have as uh, didn't have these great big barns to work with. Uh, they the they had elements of character, soul, and humanity in there that they just can't get. But the ABC, from what I've seen. ABC still has have their studios. There are still those studios in Coventry ABC Street. They're leaving uh, Ripley, aren't they? Uh, I think that's been a rumour for the last 20 years. They could do with an upgrade no, there. No, no one was doing anything when I was there. But yeah, isn't it? Isn't I mean, it? they could yeah, do with it? an upgrade. They, can, they yeah. could do with an upgrade. They're, they're really expensive Those ladies as well. need some windows in their offices. If yeah. they are leaving, they're not getting their bond back, I can tell you that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and Global still have the studios out at Coventry Street that have the same oh, intimate feel. What do you mean? Who's global? Though? I know global are, but they're nothing. It's it's. But the studios. It's like a, a, I'm uh, saying the studios exist. I'm saying company, studios of that size exist. So why do we need this large block well, of land about, that could go about. to urban housing? Oh, but it's not going to. What? It's, what is it going, it's going to, to? It's going to urban housing, but it's not going to. To. Uh, to Hang on, let me just uh, hold you right there, Nelly Thomas. How about we just let have his let Brett have his most disappointing thing unchallenged. How about you've never listened to this show? What is it? <laughs> what is it about Brett saying All something right. that leaves it unchallenged? Sure, continue. What? what why, why should that start now <laughs> after five years? Let's go. <laughs> I, on to I, the I, next suspe- I suspect that uh, I Minute finished to Win my it, biscuit now. <laughs> I suspect the, the one of the greatest shows of the year, Minute to Win, it didn't actually uh, get on with the audience because it was in too vast a space. <laughs> I think people just don't like shows that rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, let's go on to the next thing. Hello, this is Frank Thring, gossip from heaven on the box cutters. I bumped into Ray Charles the other day. Well, he bumped into me because his dog's not dead yet. If you've just joined us on Box Cutters, we're not even drunk yet. <laughs> and Halligan's just busted a cap in our ass. Yeah, he's totally. <laughs> hey, let's focus, children. Focus. <laughs> Oh, so producery. I so know. we're up to a uh, favourite TV character of the year for you each are. of us individually. Your faces. <laughs> no, pull my five. finger. Pull my finger. <laughs> uh, favourite TV character of the year. I don't have one. Really? What? I, I just, I just, I don't, I don't have one. I don't have a new character that I really, really love this year. Uh, ah, sorry, I, I, I missed the the new element. There's no the, the there's time. no new element, but what yeah. am I going to talk about? Hurley or Ben? Like for the last five oh, years, I've can, I, can I give mine? Yeah, a bed and a deer. 
Oh, Abbott. I've, I've thought about From Abbott. community. Yeah. Um, it's, um, I mean, surely it's contrived uh, because the writers are mostly most likely borrowing storylines for community from the films. Uh, But I love how he knows the future because of of real life following uh, film uh, movie plots and uh, how he's Um, all-knowing. But the... uh, the bits with Troy over the end credits are just genius. He's probably the most loved Muslim character on television, isn't he, Abed? Apart from uh, Obama. Apart from Obama, of and course. And Wally Darling. Wally Darling is not a character. character. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, know, I mean but... you might go, what a character that Wally Darling is, but yeah, but not, not He's not, whereas, whereas was, Obama. I thought it was character. clear in my head that I was being sarcastic <laughs> and then you addressed, Wally Darling's not a character. <laughs> I know. I do. I do. Do it again, but more sarcastic. (laughs) Wally Darley's not a character. (laughs) No, that's just odd. You've got the role. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Wally Darley. Um, Sorry, can I change my thing? Yes. My my favourite character Mm -hmm. of my favourite character is Nelly's sarcastic person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck you, Josh. (laughs) Who's your favourite character, Nelly? Well, I thought it had to be current show on TV. That was the only criteria that I've used. And after much deliberation, I have gone with Manny from Modern Family. Ah. I love that little kid. Mm -hmm. I just love him. Uh, Also known as Rico Rodriguez II. Can I, I? I have a thing about uh, precocious kids who are older than their age yep. on TV because mm. they don't really exist. And, uh, oh, and, they totally and they're do. a really, really easy comedy device. Oh, no, no, no. They totally do yeah. exist. Are they? Yeah. Next note. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Your next show. Yeah. Precocious oh. kids are older than their age. Yeah. yeah. But also, yeah. particularly precocious fat kids, because you learn as a little fat kid to overcompensate for being chubby, chubby, chubby checker. Well, that's true. And your personality possibly develops quicker. I mean, you can be dumb and fat, let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> There's many examples <laughs> of that. But I think in, I can see Manny for sure. <laughs> You've always killed John Richards. Sorry, I, I shouldn't have eaten that biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> John, if that biscuit, <laughs> if that biscuit was a TV character, yeah, what yeah. would it have been? Um, well, I had a problem coming up with a new one as well, and I did think about Arbed at one point, but I decided in the end to go for Joan again. Joan from Mad Men, even though I found the latest series of Mad Men eh, a bit disappointing. Every time Joan comes well, on the screen, that's how I found the first series. Yeah, so you're wrong though. Whereas now you're I'm mental right. for Jane, aren't you? I'm a bit mental. She's for Jane. brought curves back. She has. She mm. has. My cat walks like her. It's very odd. <laughs> <laughs> so every time my cat comes past, we just have casual sexism now. <laughs> Get me a bottle of scotch, you stupid cat. <laughs> that sort of thing. Nice hooters. <laughs> now the uh, the quicker we finish this segment, the quicker we can get Geraldine Hickey in here. Hi, I'm Madame Zwa. You might recognise my voice from ads for Ford, Australia Post and HBA. Or maybe from the phone calls I make to your house late at night. That's right. I make phone calls to your house late at night. I'm Adam Zwar. And you're listening to Box Cutters. So the next thing we have to do is to get David Attenborough to do that Box Cutters ID mm-hmm. for us. Is that because he goes? Oh, because he's going to be the, the he's got to be the voice of Hungry Jacks and and, and Adam Zwar and the Ford fella. Yeah, and, uh, the voice of Hungry and, Jacks and free for free. And uh, yeah, yep. yeah, and then and then Zwar can go and do Dancing with Dinosaurs or whatever the next thing is. Did you see the, the, the monster flying? The, the, nom- the AFI nominee for best comedy. There were three nominees, and two of them were by Adam Zwar, and, and he didn't win. Oh really? <laughs> You'd be kicking yourself. 
What was? Because he's very clever. Uh, Miles. Uh, Miles, Miles Barlow. Barlow which really? Was, which is a, I, I haven't seen Series 2, so I don't I know. I haven't seen Series 2 either, but, I think. Yeah, but Lowdown was actually had scripts and stuff. So, uh, you know, uh, not that Miles Barlow d- doesn't, but uh, Lowdown is something we hadn't seen before. Maybe that's what shocked the AFI into not voting for him. <laughs> maybe they were just stunned by all the schlocky controversy. Maybe, maybe the Adam's Wild vote was split. May- maybe. Well, that's that's true. Maybe he's, yeah. he spoiled himself. He did. Mm. He spoiled himself. <laughs> he totally should have brought another <laughs> pair of pants. And that <laughs> welcomes Geraldine Hickey <laughs> into the studio. Thanks, thanks so much for, I wasn't for joining even us. listening. <laughs> I don't know if that was offensive well, or not. No, no, welcome like to the show. Completely tuned no, no, out. That's how we all work. It was, okay. yeah, yeah. It was, it was totally welcome to the show. Uh, you're excellent. Thanks, mate. Did I get away with it, John? Cool. Uh, Geraldine Hickey, what is your best TV show of the year? The best? Oh, that's different to all right, what I set out. What's your highlight standout? What's the thing you what you did prepare? Uh, my favourite <laughs> show of the. I had to think back and think what was the actual show that I actually watched every episode of. And there was only one, and it was uh, Australia's Next Top Model. <laughs> right. I see your I... whole your whole best favourite problem now. Yeah. Now it's clear that. Yeah. yeah. Are you sure? Are you sure it's Australia's Next Top Next Top Model, and you haven't no. just? Oh wait, got... the judges have just come in. No, definitely. <laughs> I I loved it so much. Like it was the only show that I watched religiously every week. It was like being, you know, 16 years old again and waiting a whole week to watch something. You know, nowadays you just watch everything like in a row kind of thing. And then so every Tuesday night, my sister and I would sit down together. She goes, oh, you've got to stay over. We've got to watch Australia's Next Top Model. And uh, we'd get a glass of red wine and eat some chocolates and watch watch the show. Because there was one, uh, there was two girls on it that we loved the most. Um, one was Kimberly. Uh, who was this bogan girl from the Gold Coast who was just such a bogan, like would wear uh, jeans and T-shirt and a jumper to the where everyone else would be dressed up in their, you know, platform shoes and their high fashion clothes and she'd be like, no, nah, I'm just going to wear jeans and a black singlet and a purple jumper and I'm also all about comfort. Uh, she was our favourite character. Uh, and also there was an, another girl, Sophie, from Melbourne, who came third overall, uh, who was convinced that she was going to win. She was just a typical out-of-suburbs out of Melbourne-type character that, you know, likes to go out to nightclubs and wear white lipstick. And <laughs> <laughs> that was oh. that was her trademark, wearing lips, white oh. lipstick. Oh, yeah. that's, that's well, a bad trademark. She just get concealer trademark. and put it on and then put some lip balm over the top. It's, oh. it's my signature. Oh. Did she oh. actually say signature? Was that a word she used? Uh Yes, it's. Oh. But oh, she she again? said that because that's also how she signs her checks. <laughs> <laughs> she writes signature. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And, and so that's that's the only show that you've watched every single episode of Geraldine. It's uh. Uh no, there there were other shows, but that, none that have come out this year. Modern right. Family was a very close second. Uh, but I just Australia's Next Top Model. It was just entertaining. I just, you know, I have a short attention span, and for entertainment, can't go wrong. Lots of uh, lots of TV show highlights uh, for for me. Series two of Misfits, uh, which I've been flying to and from the UK to watch. watch, Yeah, Uh, just really so much better than the first series. Mm -hmm. 
Really, I, I highly recommend it to anyone who watched the first series knows the characters. I, I couldn't get on a plane quickly enough. Right. But, uh, I, I'm just about to head out. I can tell Straight you that jet here, lag is killing me. Yeah, well, Absolutely I'm just going to do it all as one in oh, one slog. Oh. So one of the sisters did send in a, another special fancy, <clears throat> which, um, which I have tried and, and which worked for, um, for watching the BBC. BBC I I view. But this yeah. is on E4. Oh, okay. But generally, though, it was interesting that someone sent us a, a special fancy. I don't know if that was and up it, on and the... It worked. And it worked. And it worked at a good speed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Uh, but also, uh, Death Comes to Town uh, by... Strange, uh, not Strange. Kids in the Hole. Kids in the Hole. Yep. Uh, just hmm. fantastic, hilarious hmm. comedy for me. Hilarious? Yeah. I will say hilarious. That's what I will say. I loved it. Also, Louis. Oh. I'm coming Louis back. <laughs> I've gone quiet because I gave my microphone to Jezza. Louis. Louis. Louis, Louis. No! Je- I, don't, I do not understand how you cannot like that show. In your favourite host. In my absolute favourite. Pushing the boundaries of television, just doing something remarkable. Pushing the boundaries so much we all tuned out. Who? What? Oh, oh, that's a, right. She just handed the microphone back. Just, just, <laughs> She's got nothing more to say. Have you seen Louis? No, I haven't. I haven't. I, I listened right. to you all shout I've about it, but I haven't actually Yeah, I know. You and I both hated it. I didn't hate it. Oh, did he or did he not hate it? He wasn't a fan. You I, I'm not sure I understand it, but I'm also not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, also, I'm also in the same way that I'm not sure that I understand why people think he's such a great stand-up performer. See, I don't, I don't see that that Brett, amazingness in his stand-up. You hated it. You and I both were like, Joshua <laughs> Canal, you are smoking crack. And I was, let's let's, and I let's was, get the update in, in Trotter's show. And I was, right. uh, and, and I was, I was totally at a loss because I'm like, are we watching the same show? Because I thought I remember it was, the look on your little face, complete. like I've been sucked into an alternate universe. Both of you are smoking crack together because it is it is a genius show. I, I really think seriously one of the worst TV shows I've ever. No, because I, I love the beginning <laughs> of, of episode two, and 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 both Josh and, both Josh and I talked about that specifically about about the word faggot. And and what it means, yes. But for, and that was that was a great that was I, yeah. I, I that just, was that was brilliant. That bit. Yeah, I but that's I, not I think the, the pacing of the you show as a whole. You were quite adamant about your I'm not sure thinking it was crapola. We'll, Am I wrong? We'll find out. You uh, you're, you're not wrong. Brett did not like Thank it. Thank you. Brett did not like it. I wasn't it. raving about it. Bloody <laughs> hell! Sorry, sorry. When I say Brett, when I say Brett did not like it, I, I mean I couldn't hear his opinion clearly because the fence post was so firmly <laughs> up his ass that it was coming out of his mouth. Hang on, your best show. What is it? Is it Louis? Uh, you get one. You do. You tell him off for this in in one thing. I'm I, calling you on it. I thought it was just highlights. My be, my best show. Yeah, fine. I'll say Louis. I'll say Louis just to piss you <laughs> off, Thomas. <laughs> just to, what's, what I think of that, John what's Richards. Your, what's you your best show? Oh, you thought you thought its uh, strength uh, persisted all the way through. Louis, yeah. yeah. Oh, don't draw this out, please, Brad. I just wanted to <laughs> Nelly Thomas. Oh, yeah, I, I was actually just feeling for you while you got okay, to watch it. I watched it all, and I'm looking forward to series two. Mm-hmm. Nelly Thomas. D- well, has it been greenlit for a second series. I know. That's why I said I'm looking forward to series. I said, two. has it been? Yes, it has. Shh. I know. Shut up. Unlike Geraldine, because I had the same. I um, like Geraldine. Dilemma today. Is it your favourite show? Is it the best show? 
Just best TV show of the year. So I tried to pick one that was a bit of both, mm-hmm. that I thought was very good television, but I could honestly say I loved watching as well, which for me is Q&A. So there are other shows, for example, I don't need to say it, uh, Survivor, <laughs> that is my favourite show, but I'm not under any illusion that it is the best show on television. So whereas Q&A, I think, is, is, uh, falls into both camps for me, I love it. John? I'm going with, for the first time since it came back in 2005, I actually enjoyed Doctor Who this year. Mm. And so that was actually quite exciting to to go from... With the new young boy doing it. With with the new 12-year-old, Matt Matt Smith. um, Stephen uh, Stephen Moffat having taken over, I thought it it, it actually worked. And and I I think Matt Smith, best Doctor since... uh, He's extremely good. Yeah. Yeah, He's really good. He's genuinely alien, which is kind of Best Doctor since Peter Davidson, I'd say. Is it also about uh, Russell T. Davies keeping his filthy mitts off those Well, well, because he's gone now, so it's, it's, yes. Stephen Moffat, and it, it did feel like there was actually an overview to the season rather than just randomly going, that was who? Yeah, right. And, and, and I thought uh, some very clever stuff came out of it, and good actors like the new companion love the, the way it's filmed now, and I just, yeah, it was very exciting to be able to actually enjoy it again. Geraldine. Yes. Uh, Nelly pointed to you and then moved the microphone yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah, what was. was she trying to say? I don't know why she did that, but I'm just doing whatever she says now. Me neither. I'm a big fan of Survivor, though, as well. Good. Suck. <laughs> Brett Crumpley. <laughs> My best TV show of the year, uh, far and away, Tremay. David Simon from The Wire, Eric Overmeyer from Homicide Life on the Streets, Bunker Lester. Uh, no, no. Just that much is killer. But then, <laughs> but then you stir in the music as a distinct character. Uh, the amazing cameos from the musos playing themselves and the real life struggles of New Orleans. Uh, Are you reading that off Wikipedia? Getting- <laughs> <laughs> He's actually looked up. Brett's favourite shows on Wikipedia and is now just reading them. <laughs> the real life struggles of Norland. <laughs> Getting back on his feet and the angst and agony of that, and this is heaven to my split passions of great music and TV. Hey, this, all of that was very co- seriously considered. Yeah, Thank you, Hickster. <laughs> I got nothing. My favourite show of the year has been Brett's. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think I could get get (laughs) Brett's? Box cutters, from Ben Boxcutter. I'm not sure if we're uh, Gino Roxas's brother. Yes, of course, Gino Roxas's brother. Uh, I might be misremembering, but he wasn't uh, about asking. And uh, for uh, for the favourite moments of the year at the end of last week's show, wasn't misremembering. It was for this segment, Letters. Uh, Ben's favourite TV moment, when Julia Gillard appeared on ABC's Q&A during the campaign and was asked, how big of a tool is Mark Latham? Her response was, there are some things that just can't be measured. He says it was TV history. His, I uh, agree. His yeah. favourite box cutter moment. Jeez, I didn't realise I was being ranked for the year. <laughs> uh, a tie between Tim Ferguson's hilarious rant about Australian scriptwriting, seemingly without realising that he embodies what he was criticising. <laughs> uh, Tim was so angry at everyone 
it was it, it was kind of it was hilarious, I suppose, if you weren't in the room with him. It, it was hilarious if you weren't in the room with him, because I listened. <laughs> if, if you were in the room with him, you were just wondering when the smoke was actually going to come out of his ears. I think I mentioned, because my favourite was he was going to that, that dichotomy about, yeah, we make these terrible art house films, and we should be making these really broad comedies. Cause, what, what do you want, Josh, art house or comedy? And he said, I want Mad Max. And it seemed to throw him completely. <laughs> A third option! <laughs> no! It is both art house and funny. <laughs> That was one of my favourite um, moments. But it, it has stuck with me that he's been of uh, lecturing third-year uh, professional screenwriting students who, who just can't put a sentence together. That's freaking bullshit from Gen Y's um, in, in the tertiary institutions. Anyway, uh, Ben's, who, who Ben's time was... Who they can't put a sentence no, Well, he's, he's getting uh, written pieces from these students and they're in third year at uni and they can't write. I taught first-year English at Melbourne Uni about 10 years ago. And I had students who didn't have paragraphs in their essays. Mm-hmm. And they're literature students. That, yeah. so it's and they got into students. uni. They're like what, E. What Cummings. The I've done away with the whole concept of punctuation <laughs> and grammar. Yeah. You have to learn the craft before you can fuck with it, John. <laughs> well, actually, the original, uh, the original book of Once War Warriors, uh, the writing style there, has no punctuation at all. And it's horrible. It's a have horrible book. Yes. I've, I've heard about it. I've never seen it's it. It's Oh, like it's a tiny, tiny book that is almost impossible to read. That's all I have to this say. This is about what that. Uh, university students uh, are, are bringing to their lecturers these days. Uh, oh yeah, back to back to the, ben the other thing that uh, ben, ben thinks is uh, a tie with that is my ongoing blog war with the about the anti-siphoning list. I'm not sure I've been conducting a war, but uh, it's, never. It's <laughs> pretty heated. It was, it was yeah. It was. <laughs> never mind. His favourite TV trend. Live tweeting and the return of appointment TV. Uh, live tweeting has seen the return of TV as a shared experience, whether it was mm. Q&A, MasterChef or the World Cup. People started watching TV live again and picked up their phones and laptops to bitch about it. That is a, great, that is a great point, Ben. Very and, good. And it's something that I've really enjoyed about live TV uh, or, th- or this what year you really well. miss when you're watching Q&A recorded. Yeah. Uh, two yes, two yeah. words, shared experience. Ah, uh, they are the downside of the magic box. Yes, yes, and because I, I always thought magic box would be the answer to all of of my Our problems, problems. <laughs> and uh, it hasn't been. And then and then it's it's not because no. then you get onto the Twitter and mm. you go, oh well, now I can't I can't watch in the community this soccer game mm. and and look at Twitter at the same time because I'll be uh, behind. And, and uh, I yes. just I, I mean I've said it before, but I love the Q and A tweets. I want to say thanks to everyone who has written in a, a letter to Box Cutters yes. this year. Uh, it's been a great year for correspondence. Mm. And, and on the message boards and, and even we've had phone messages. We have uh, uh, people from, from uh, overseas, yep. uh, people from uh, all walks of life. Do you remember that? I don't know what that means. I love when those puppies... I don't know what a walk of life when, is. When the puppies called up on the, the Box Cutters line, that was amazing. <laughs> That Dry fantastic call from from I think it was an American woman during the the greatest characters of all time. Uh, from think, uh, from uh, Sophie, Sophie the most elaborate. Um, was she is she Canadian? Yeah, she's Canadian. She's Canadian. Are you thinking Sophie, or are you thinking the defender of the uh, soap? What? Uh, no, I'm thinking the, the woman who um, talked about the doctor. Talked about the doctor and different characters. That's and that's, that's Sophie. Why it was a fraught concept. That's Sophie. Teenager, high school girl, Sophie. Very, very eloquent. Is she Sophie. a teenager yet? Yes. 
Oh, Very I love young. I've got the wrong one there. No, you've got the, you've got the yeah, right, right one. She is just She's exceptionally proud. eloquent. She didn't mm. sound like a teenager. Because no. we also had. She puts a silly voice on when she calls her. Kathy uh, James. Kathy James also also called in to talk about Erica Kane. Uh, greatest TV characters of uh, of all time. What a what a great thing. Hey, you know what? Uh, this we should probably save for pork. Let's go into one thing. If you watch one thing. If I was going to watch one thing, what would it be? Josh it would Kimmel? be the box sets that you were going to get for Christmas. <laughs> If I was you, I'm gonna... if I was you, and I was going to watch uh, one thing, it'd be the box sets that you're going to get for Christmas. And if you're not getting box sets from for Christmas, you need to get new family and friends. Princess Pictures gave me the box set of Doctor Who season five as a thank you gift at That's the end a, of filming. That is a great thank you Isn't gift. That a great gift. That is. A... Daniela rang up and said, "I'm at JB Hi-Fi. What the hell do you want?" And pretended it's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> right, and I now, love Daniela. And now Laura is going to know. <sighs> Because I'm sending her just this bit. So <laughs> yeah, because listen yeah, to Laura listens to this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Laura Waters is a busy woman. She's got no time to be listening to podcasts. Busy Jol- woman. Jolie and Hickey, if you're going to watch one thing this week slash between now and the 31st of January, what would it be? Okay, I'm picking this purely for the title. I have no idea what it's about, although I've got a fair idea, actually. Uh, but it's 6.30pm on ABC One on Saturday. It's Robbie the Reindeer in Close Encounters of the Herd Kind. <laughs> Nice. How could you not watch that's that? That's on uh, Christmas. You, you and nice. me on the couch. Yeah. That's it. Close encounters of the herd kind. That is fantastic. <laughs> that is fantastic. Nelly Thomas. All right. Um, before I say this, I see you're mocking. And, and I raise you. <laughs> and I raise you. <laughs> Indifference. St- and I raise you a Christmas stocking. <laughs> yeah, I kind of do. Yeah. I'm talking um, Friday evening, 8 p.m., on Channel Nine, <gasps> is it is it Humphrey on stage oh, at Humphrey at the, is probably on stage. At, Lisa at the, Wilkinson will most Humphrey certainly die? be hosting. What the hell are you talking about? Humphrey is okay. a costume. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you'd have to wear pants. Lisa Wilkinson aren't aren't Carla and Lisa like the domain thing? Are they? No, no. They're Channel Carl's Nine. The, Carl Stefanovic and Lisa the Melbourne Wilkinson at the bowl. The yeah. domain thing is Channel Charles 7. Can you, can you say what it is for the less Melbourne-centric Are you even, are you even aware listeners? of what television is? <laughs> Carol's in the domain is Channel 7. Always has been. Mm-hmm. Carol's by Candlelight is Channel 9. So why, why are Carl and, and what's her face down there doing Because it? it's Channel 9. Because from Channel 9. <sighs> but they're horrible. So, <laughs> they're horrible, horrible, horrible people. Back to me. Back to me. Back to me. Um, shall I say back to me again? Yeah, go Back on. to me. Uh, Carols by Candlelight. As I mentioned last week, I've decided to come out of the Christmas closet. I am mental for Christmas, including Carols by Candlelight. I will be sitting on the couch with several bottles of Chardonnay. <laughs> have you been embraced by the reason for the season? Is that what's going on there? I Yes, I have. Yeah. I have. I, yeah. I, I, hand on heart, I have. And I do, uh, I'm not a fan of Carl or Lisa, but I will endure both. In order to see Humphrey at all, strut their stuff. Ricky Lee, who I do love. Ricky Lee Humphrey Cultural can Bill. sing too, can he? He can just. I tell you what, Ricky Lee in a Humphrey outfit. That is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm interested. That's all I'm saying. Oh, your eyes were slightly too gleamy there, weren't they? <laughs> a 
<laughs> I'm interested. Not just my eyes. Um, can I, I throw mine in because I, I think Brett's is called cool to. to uh, I, I had, and I forgot the bit of paper with me, very Melbourne centric. This Friday at ACME, uh, the Australian Centre for the Moving Image, at Fed Square at 11 a.m., you can That's see the. Federation Square. The 1988 uh, Christmas special from Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse <gasps> for free. Oh, oh, that's and nice. That's, and it's a great, it's a great episode. The too. guests include Frankie Avalon, Oprah, and two other people whose names I can't remember because I don't have a bit of paper with me. Pee-wee's, Pee-wee's Playhouse, great show. It, oh, it was a really great unusual. show. That's unusual. That's different. Yeah, right? and Acme's just playing great. it for free, so you can go down. And that's have a look. great. Yeah. Hey, uh, if I was going to watch one thing on February the twenty fourth of two thousand and eleven, John Richards, yeah, I would be watching uh, you and me uh, live in the studio at Acme presenting nineties nostalgia. Live in the studio at Acme. That's a very confusing thing to say. Isn't I know. It? We'll put that on the website. When uh, I say we, we'll be you. Back by then, yeah. won't we? Oh, we'll be we'll be we'll be heaps back. But yeah. I'm worried. People have to get their tickets now. People oh, yeah, have to get their tickets now. Yeah. And they're a bargain, like fifteen bucks. And we're talking to people about uh, '90s nostalgia shows like Press Gang and um, uh, and Degrassi. Degrassi. That's right. Grange Hill. You mentioned at one point. <gasps> yeah, but particularly the Jackie and Zemo years. Yeah, I've got so much research to do before. <laughs> you, we, we'll sit down and have a meeting before that happens, John. <laughs> It's yes, not Nelly TV, Thomas. but just since we're talking Acme, uh, a highlight of 2011 is going to be Sing Along Mary Poppins at Acme. Just letting you all know. Mm. A spoonful of sugar does make the medicine go down. <laughs> better better than at the uh, at Who the are you and what have you done with <laughs> Nellie Thomas? <laughs> hey, uh, my one thing for, for this week, because I was just doing it one thing for this week. Uh, Slate Geeks. I caught that last week and uh, I, I was quite surprised that I... Was a uh, that that I was so unpissed off by Adam Spencer and uh, his his intolerable arrogance that he generally goes with um, maybe maybe being with doc, bouncing off Dr. Carl and uh, being back in his native scientific uh, realm kind of tones that down a little bit uh, but uh, it's not bad check so, it out it's on uh, it's on Thursday nights at uh, eight o'clock. So, so what you have to recommend it is it doesn't fill you with hate. No, no, no. <laughs> also, also, it's a good show. You learn a lot about science. I, I have a very scientific. I think there's nothing more Christmassy than that, Josh. I didn't. It mind doesn't it. fill me with it. hate. That's the. That the it spirit. didn't make me want to kill and kill well, again. Josh, that is the spirit of Christmas. Josh, it's the one reason why I stopped going to Tropfest because I cannot stand that asshole when he's up on the stage in the domain. Oh, did you just call Adam Spencer an asshole? I did. That's yeah. unkind. I think he is an asshole when he's You're going to start another fest. war on the internet. No, I think he is. Oh, no. <laughs> Canal's out. Yeah, he's just canal, hit the deck. Canal out. <laughs> Press a button. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. Yes, Paul. Oh, Paul. Hey, uh, Toby Halligan, could you uh, pass me my computer? Are you done? Are you done with oh, it? Oh, dear. You're totally is done? This, is this the wrap? This is pork. It's you got a, any pork? A white Jewish boy wrapping. I've got some pork I wanted to mention, yeah. actually, because we were talking about voiceover artists earlier. And mm. um, I was in the studio at Sample and Hold Studios. David Ashton has helped us out in the past. Uh, we were mixing the songs for episode five of Outland. Mm. And there was a booking for a voiceover artist to come in and, and do some recording. And I went, oh, well, I'll, I'll go. And the, the, and the ad agency who did it, I went, no, 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 hang on. It'll be five minutes. It'll be five minutes. Honestly, just, mate, five minutes. Just hang on. 
And this guy who I'd never seen before came into the studio. No, yeah, don't recognize Skydoll. Goes into the booth. The minute you hear his voice, it's like, oh, it's that guy mm. who does those ads. It's the Zamel's jeweler guy. And and he did this whole thing. He just went, um, Disney's tangled. Disney's tangled. Disney's oh. tangled. Was oh, it the Adrian? I, I, I didn't get the name because he was so quick. Just did a whole bunch of these. Only the movies now. Only the movies. January 26th. Disney's. Disney's. <laughs> and then they said, oh, can you just a couple more uh, Disney's tangled? Disney's tangled. Yeah, thanks. And he walked out. And that was it. <gasps> he was there for like, it was like that, that crusty the Clown bit from The Simpsons. <laughs> Learn from the experts, kid. You know, it was just, it, it, it was so incredibly short. And he short. picked up his thousand dollars. Exactly. And that's what the, the, the ad guy did. He said, that guy's going to make more money than all of us in this room. You know, <laughs> just for that. It was quite astonishing. Mm. And yeah, no idea who this guy is. But the minute you hear his voice, you go, oh, you're that guy. He's got a timber. You're the guy that's not Adam Zoyer. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's the same as Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe it was David Attenborough. Or Scott Brennan. <laughs> Could be any one of those four Spot people. Spot the odd one out. <laughs> Angus Samson does a lot of them. Scott Brennan. Yeah. Scott Brennan's skinnier than all the others. Doing his own thing. Uh, so, Nelly Thomas last week dared me to do a rap oh. that was a uh, a wrap up. That's not my recollection of it, but we'll go with that. My, you know what? I didn't even listen back to it. I had to get people on Twitter to tell me what it was supposed <laughs> to be all about. Josh emailed me going, "What? what's the rap supposed to be about? I don't know. See, I'm already angry at you, Nelly Thomas. Why? <laughs> this hasn't even happened yet, and I'm already angry that you've why made this you? Oh, no, I didn't. That's what I'm saying. The white Jewish boy is about to rap. That's okay. why I'm angry. Yeah, because the Beastie Boy's terrible. What? I'm no, I'm no so, Beastie Boy's. Yeah. Toby's trying to say something really unobtrusively. <laughs> I know, so go on. I think he's saying, don't be anti-Semitic. I, I think he's uh, limbering yeah, up so he, can, boy. so he can helicopter in the corner there, and then hopefully hopefully, if he if he gets into enough of a... Uh, a, a it's a note for me, not for you, Josh. All a right, headspace, then uh, he'll Josh, be doing some head spins. I uh, prepared some beats as well. Nice. Yeah. One, two, one, two. Politically incorrect, totally in effect, thoughts weren't cross-checked, here's some bits to select. Lost really made me sad when the season finished and then all my hopes for good TV were diminished. Spielberg's Pacific was not so terrific, but they hired local chaps, put Australia on the map, some decent applause that went to Death Comes to Town from these local shores where our guest chums low down. Now this part is a funky limerick to cover some news in my mind that did stick. We watched the federal election, gave Anthony Green our affection, but to watch Mel and Koshy, now that is just sick. (laughs) Our big debate for the year was anti-siphoning. It created quite a lot of ranting, striking things. Conroy refused to take our call, but we will not concede or fall. He can't ignore us for the rest of his life. He'll sing. (laughs) What's Daryl? Whinging about you binging caused gout. Hey, hey, was losing its clout. Nine's management had doubt. The show lived too long. Its time was long gone. Like a free Hong Kong or Fonzie's last song. And Nine wouldn't hear a yell. They wouldn't hear a shout. They pointed Daryl to a door with a sign marked out. <laughs> 3D TV was a force and Seven's bounce did not last. We that was actually it was a farce. <laughs> we played host to Elmo and Abby Cadabby while Craig McLaughlin makes Alan Dale quite stabby. <laughs> Box cutters caused some flutters when Brett shouted out Muslims while Nellie and Josh like to talk about bosoms. John finished Outland, Hocking and Hickey gave a hand. Can't name check all guests, but I'll choose some. Ben McNair had some flair, Nazim Hussain, Zaya Shane, Dan Illick was no cynic, Dave Bluestein, he dug our scene, Regenda Roy. 
gave us joy. Lynn Buckfield, our good luck shield. This rhyming's getting weak, so an exit I will seek. I had a bit more, but you know. <laughs> Actually, Yay! Uh, Woo-hoo! I, I, I'm so happy with the ending. I got, I got to rewind it. Wait, wait, wait. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> You should do it without the music for impact. <laughs> Thematically, we're wrecked. Box cutters gave respect. Halligan's got us fact checked. Sit right back and reflect. I finished my rap. It's time for Yo Yo to clap. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was worth it for Yo Yo. Was, uh, it was a lot easier to do without five people in the studio, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of year wrap up. Thanks, thanks. So, Toby Halligan, <laughs> come to the microphone. Now, now are, you, are you writing off Hey Hey uh, before it's actually gone? Is, uh, that, is that what you did in your little rap there? Because, yeah, that's, uh, isn't it gone? I thought it was gone. I no, heard it was gone. No, 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 no. And, and, Toby, and that's underestimating the power of the Daryl uh, wine, I think, with the TV executives down at Channel 9. Nellie Thomas. I'm just wondering, Toby Halligan, if it is time now for my special surprise. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is yeah. yeah. On my yeah. place, Toby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You've got to talk into that. I have pretended to uh, the lovely Joshua Canal that I had forgotten about his rap, but I had not forgotten. And being rap, I have a right of reply. Oh. In the form, of course, of a Christmas ditty. I don't don't. (laughs) know. Tis the season. What has happened? (laughs) To be jolly. I did consider getting you to read parts of it, Jonathan. Probably best for all of us that you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Are you ready? Are you ready? Hold on to your tinsel. Do you need beats? I definitely don't need okay. beats. <laughs> Twas. Okay, Josh, you need to look at me for this. You, you really don't. Because <laughs> I, I can hear you coming in my ears. Like, yes, do, do all the listeners need to look at you as well? Because that's going to be difficult for them. That's what they she always said. Coming in his ears. Oh, God. I was waiting. I was waiting. Thank God we're not all in the studio every week. Jesus. Twas the box cutters before Christmas, when all through Triple R, our favourite guests could be found lurking, except Adam Zwar. <laughs> <laughs> We've had Hitch and Martin, McLaughlin and Mooney, Hocking and Hickey, and we tried to get Clooney. Ferguson, Elliot, we didn't, but what rhymes with Mooney? <laughs> Ferguson, Elliot and Anderson had a chat. Abby Cadabby and Elmo dropped in. Imagine that. There's been Aussie Con, Eurovision and much, much more stuff. The greatest character of all time blew the message board up. There's been magic coming straight from a box. And for Josh, now I've mentioned a box, I'll say cock. <laughs> There's one thing in Raywatch and we've tweeted and Skyped and Brett has been smoking his famous crack pipe. <laughs> <laughs> John is all nestled, snuggled in his new show. It's going to be on the telly next year, don't you know? Much of the time Nellie was high, but not so much from Brett's pipe, as the probes twinkle in her eye. Halligan arrived and we've taken him in. His trotters are succulent and now his box cutter's kin. The headphones are now hung in the studio with care and we're all still fighting over the one only good chair. (laughs) You've loved us, you've loathed us, but from us just one plea. Please keep watching and loving that glorious TV. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, etc. That was so much better than yours, Josh. I know. Yours yours sucked. I know. (laughs) I didn't have to rap. 
I did consider bringing in backing music. <laughs> As I say, that was so much better than yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what you, have you got over you, there, Richard? You only have uh, to say it once. I, I just had some notes fact, here. I, I, I'll just point out that uh, Josh is going to put up a poll so you can vote <laughs> Josh or Nelly. Let's let the listeners decide. I, I, just had a little I don't think that was a competition. Josh mentioned before uh, that no one likes shows Brett that rhyme. <laughs> and, and so Toby was trying to check to see if we could find any successful shows that rhyme because you're saying that no one's liked rhyming shows like A Minute to Win It. Um, even though Brett chose Sleek Geeks this week, which does rhyme. and um, Yeah, but I don't like that. So we were trying to work out whether, whether there was a show of Dennis the Menace. Do we think there was, Toby? Or, or there was. So uh, uh, Low Down almost rhymes. No. no. Hey, hey, it's Saturday. That was really successful. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> not, not a lot. And we, I think we glossed over the fact that Brett actually said The Minute to Win It was a really good show. I'm still reeling from that. That's I, a shocker. I was being facetious, but it was in, in far too big a studio, and it may have been the reason why You just can't hear popular. Brett's sarcastic voice. Do oh. sarcastic oh. voice, Brett. Why would you bring a that up? A minute to fucking I, win it. <laughs> no, I said... <laughs> I said one of the year's fantas- most fantastic shows of the year, Minute to Win It. That implies that you didn't like get it. Get, didn't get an... Uh, what? And Cle- now clearly it's time it's for Trotters with All Toby right. Halligan. <laughs> Okie dokie. You need to answer. You need a theme tune, don't you? We're going to work on one. We do it live every time. You should have done it as well. Mm. You could do voiceover work, Halligan. Yeah, thank you. I you will. could. You've got a husky quality. Thank you very much. Disney's tangled. If Go people on. are listening <laughs> with that kind of opportunity, you'd be okay, open to it. Okay, children, hands on heads, hands on heads, hands on heads. <laughs> right. Louie. Uh, did Brett like Louie? Apparently, he didn't, according to the comments that were on the webpage that certainly suggested that someone who'd listened to it and then posted comments uh, categorised you amongst people who hated Louis. Was I just not Louis. supportive enough of it? I don't know. They didn't go into that. I didn't say, was, that, was that you saying I was right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Toby. I think, I think I, Nelly was right. You're a wonderful right. new addition. So, uh, other corrections. Um, uh, Britain isn't abolishing universities. They're tripling fees. <laughs> Fees are previously approximately five thousand dollars. Where do you think they're going with Five thousand Australian dollar year a year. They're not abolishing unis, man. Nobody <laughs> um, will be going there. Now, so universities can now charge up to fifteen thousand dollars a year for courses. The seven thirty report will also include Chris Yulman, who'll do political interviews and special reports from Canberra. Point of order: It's not the seven thirty report. It's seven thirty. Well, thank you for the correction. Can, can I just say, I'm surprised that there hasn't been a show called Downtown. I'm mm. sure there's a show called Downtown. Yeah. Brown Town. Clown Town. But it obviously wasn't successful, though. Downtown. We're not sure it existed. Mm. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, another successful show was actually The Cat in the Hat. That was a PBS show. Though that was obviously named after the book. Um, <laughs> so it's not just a standalone show. You're doing trotters on the things that you say just now. <laughs> That's so meta. According to Wikipedia, Adam Spencer is technically not an arsehole. <laughs> Did you just update that, though? I No, no, I, I, I didn't edit Wikipedia to reinforce my views. Regarding the Parents te- uh, Television Council, it was founded by L. Brent Bozel III. That's right, there were two other people who had that name. I, want, I think we should all think about that for a moment. Um, among the So the PTC is extremely conservative. It's been described as being very, very afraid of gay TV characters. In one particular report, they noted that since the 90s, there had been a 24-fold increase in gayness on television. Um, they also 
That's so gay. That is, that's very gay. In 2005, they named Teen <laughs> Titans as the most violent program uh, on American like television. On um, the Cartoon Network, actually. Um, no, not ever, Brett. Um, <laughs> they, up there with Oz. They also, it? Yeah, it is. They launched repeated campaigns against the World Wrestling Federation and have fought battles with a whole variety of other TV programs. Is the wrestling too gay? Um, that's what I was I'm sure. <laughs> all those sweaty men. Um, I actually found their list of shows that are good and shows Shows that are bad. On the shows that are good, there's The Hope for Haiti Telethon, Live for the Moment, <laughs> Undercover Boss, Extreme Makeover, Amish Grace, um, Amish Grace, sorry, Merry Madagascar, and a dog named Christmas, amongst many others. <laughs> In the shows that are bad is any show about crime, any show that's a comedy, and really any sitcom. And yet a show about getting, you know, Makeovers. your flaps made over <laughs> makes them As they say at the PTC. <laughs> that is outrageous. Yeah. Extreme makeovers, positive viewing for Christian teens. Absolutely, yep. Um, so regarding censorship... Hang, hang on, can, can, I, can I say, Undercover Boss is just all about duplicity, isn't it? Yep. How is that a good show for children? It's better than bleaching your box. Re- redo my flaps is so what that show should be called. That's, a, that's a question. That's a question for a poll, isn't it? Is bleaching your flaps worse than being duplicitous? This Throw week on there. redo my flaps. Um, it is duplicitous because they're not really that color. <laughs> oh, we're answering the big questions here, folks. So regarding the US system of censorship, I've got to keep this moving, folks. Basically, when it comes to offensive words, there's a whole variety of regulations and restrictions, and it depends on different kinds of times that shows are on. Um, Nelly, this is for you. Oh, this is for you, actually, John. Uh, decisions are made by the FCC. Um, but, I'm, a, but I'm allowed to make stuff up, though. That's the, yeah. Well, no, uh, on that specific question, though. So there was an interesting case uh, recently where um, uh, a woman was fired from Fox News because she refused to knowingly include false information into a news report. Um, they sued Fox under Florida's whistleblower laws and were awarded $425,000. However, Fox appealed to the appellate court and won because the court declared that the FCC policy against falsification that Fox had violated was just a policy and not a law, a rule, or a regulation. So that gives you the FCC can guide and say, you're bad, but they really have no power to bind. They're like ACMA. Yes, yes, they are just like ACMA. Um... Okay. Now, a little bit of detail about Box Cutters. This is getting a little bit meta. Um, Box Cutters was born on 8 September 2005, making it a Virgo. And <laughs> I know. And in the Chinese New Year, the rooster. So, and bizarrely, bizarrely, I looked at the Virgo uh, star sign uh, for this very week, and it's, it's quite astounding. Forget about the ordinary about the coming week. It's spectacular by any standards. Why you could just sit back and watch the drama unfold on TV? Someone looks set to create a soap opera just for you. And it can prove highly enjoyable. You may be amazed at people's generosity and ingenuity or phased by someone's lack of thought. Either way, we'll turn attention. the average Christmas story into a page turner, especially midweek. Expect some delays and detours when travelling, and don't assume everyone will be brimming over with good cheer. It's just not the stress of the season, but a cocktail of planetary... I didn't get all of it. There you go. <laughs> but um, how, how... John Richards, they've, they've name-checked you in effect. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And, and he's, here's some stuff. He's, you know what? The Year of the Rooster, its equivalent Western sign is the Virgo. Oh, my God. Trippy. Because one's about a year, one's about a month. And uh, in the Year of the Rooster, these people certainly love to find themselves in the spotlight. They love entertaining friends and adore meeting new people. And even unexpected and uncertain circumstances are not a barrier for them. So, mm. Mm. I take all that except meeting new people. I'm done. I'm not, I'm not hiring. Really? No, no, more, <laughs> no more guests I'm for out. box cutters. Yeah. Is that, is no that what you're saying? Guests. No. No more guests for box cutters. I know enough people. Done. Right. Fair enough. Yep. <laughs> That's going to be a <laughs> shitty 2011 for I'll the tell listeners. Matt Preston not to bother. <gasps> so, Other than Matt. <laughs> so this year there have been 45 episodes of box cutters averaging about 70 minutes, which oh, when, no. you, when you work out... <laughs> oh, no. Well, let's go. I made the calculations based on that anyway. So that works out to 3,150 minutes, 189,000 seconds, which is about two and a half days. If those seconds were placed end to end, they'd reach into last Friday. And I could... <laughs> I can tell myself to remove the tissues from my pocket when I put on the washing machine. So there you go. That's quite a long time. Um, I had a couple of other little very quick things. The first was uh, I, I want to give an award. I want to give out the Golden Trotter, which goes to Daryl Summers for the person who most transformed television this year. He's changed... He's changed the face of Australian television. Like a plastic surgeon lifting tucky and bo- Botoxing an ageing actress's visage, he's doing his best to bring the 80s back. And so I think respect for Daryl for that. Um, so Daryl couldn't be here tonight no. to accept his award, so John Richards will accept it on his behalf. Is it Daryl Hannah? Is it Daryl Summers? <laughs> Daryl Summers. Daryl did his Should best be. to redo the flaps of Australian television. <laughs> of Daryl Hannah. And I think we've all <laughs> reaped the benefits. They're certainly whiter. Yes. Bam. Finally... Divin- <laughs> I wanted to give, I was kind of inspired by the letter, the Golden Galloper Award to Q&A for my best show of the year. There were just so many gold moments on it. Um, not, John Howard. Not strictly speaking. Um, well, it got cancelled. So <laughs> but not. you were on it. I enjoyed watching Q&A way more than strictly speaking too. So, so um, brickbats to Andrew Hansen for destroying your show? I, well, no, Andrew Hansen is a nice man. Um so, uh, favourite moments from Q&A were the Howard shoe-throwing incident. Mm-hmm. That was just amazing. Like, who throws a shoe? Uh, but an addendum was added to that question. Who throws a shoe underarm? <laughs> like, um, uh, and the other, my other favourite moment in Q&A was Tony Abbott, where Tony Jones was interviewing him about um, describing himself as a muscular Catholic. And Abbott responded by saying, ah, I think the emphasis was more on the uh, muscular than the Catholic, Tony. To which Tony Jones replied... That's a weird thing to say. (laughs) 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 A wonderful moment. Can I give my favourite Q&A moment? Which I don't know if you saw it when uh, Economics Barbie was on, also known as Janet Albrechtson. Um, I can't take credit for that title. There was someone in the audience referred a question to Economics Barbie, <laughs> and I was just cheering. Like, I mean, if I this is when I decided I should tweet. I haven't done it yet, but I am in the process. But didn't she We've take the wrong noticed. side on that show? Wasn't, wasn't she on a surprising side? Let her say the thing. Yeah, let me say the thing. Um, so Tony, Tony Jones, my love, uh, he's one of my loves. His question to Economics Barbie was, I'm paraphrasing, but you get the gist. As a believer in individual liberties, are you prepared to curtail them when it comes to the right for gays to marry? To which Economics Barbie went, uh, no, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was an amazing moment, yeah. What a, what a beautiful way to put it. Yep. I see your individual, you know, obsession with the individual and I raise you mm. to being consistent with that philosophy yep. when it comes to something that shits you. It was a, yeah, Q&A, big award. Now, finally, I wanted to end on, we were talking about David Attenborough doing the Hungry Jacks ads. It turns out he actually has done one previously. No. The cockle-eyed tree frog is a remarkable creature. 
its native environment, high in the mountains of Patagonia, this highly poisonous amphibian was only discovered after a male frog was found waiting in the queue at a Hungry Jack's. While delicious french fries, ice-cold cokes and sizzling burgers aren't usually a part of its diet, this incredible frog travelled hundreds of kilometres through rivers and mountains to discover the burgers truly are better at Hungry Jack's. <laughs> that was and fucking fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> This is more like uh, David Rabbit Burrow, the, uh, the sorely missed Ian McFadden character from uh, the comedy comedy. Uh, well, I, I want to say thank you to everybody in the studio for a making this a great year of box cutters, uh, and, uh, and, and nearly for that line because that <laughs> killed me. This has been my favourite end of year show that we've ever done. I think it's, I, it's, it's, it's fantastic. I think a lot of that goes to Toby Halligan, who said, let's split it up into segments and have some structure. I, th- I think what? also not having 4,000 guests one after the other was, yeah. That also, that that also helped. helped. Just our favourite, the <laughs> just, hipster. Just one. Just, just the, the, the hipster. Uh, Hawking, Hawking couldn't, be, couldn't be here tonight. She, she wanted to be but couldn't. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, we, Merry Christmas, we will say me. a Merry Christmas to her. Uh, thanks, so much to all the listeners, all the guests, all the people who donated to Box Cutters so that we could keep going. Because Good Christmas present. Uh, it's, it's great. Give someone a donation to Box Cutters. Mm. <laughs> it's a great Christmas present. Sure, it's free, but they don't know. Yeah. It's like buying somebody a goat. For, yeah, as, Ox as fan. Your gift. <laughs> yeah. Except less noble. But, you know. so we're we're well, the goat. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so thanks to all the people who've supported us. Thanks to 3RRR who have Indeed. let us use their studios or turned a blind eye to us <laughs> using their studios. Whatever it is they do, we love them for it. And if you get a chance to be in Melbourne and listen, 102.7 megahertz on the FM dial is where it's at. And or you can subscribe on the interwebs well at rrr.org.au. And yeah, you can subscribe to them as well. Uh, we really do appreciate all the help that they've given us, all the help that our listeners and supporters have given us. Yes, Nelly Thomas. On behalf of us all, can I say thank you? to you Josh Canal because you really do bring it all together oh, well, thank, thank you, you very much so. thanks to uh, the, the Brett, magnificent cameraman we, uh, oh, on the cameras for the video oh, podcast oh, the video podcast crew that, that just goes the so unthanked those guys in the band yeah. they're always because out there in the there band we never mentioned them no video so I'd like to thank podcast. would you <laughs> What? Would you really? Did Would you, just... you really, Nellie Thomas? Nellie Thomas. Yeah, if you walked in the room and God was there, Christmas what would you loving. Say? Hey, God. Thanks. If he was here, you Christmas yeah. loving him. atheist. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I'd say, why do kittens die, God? <laughs> <laughs> Got you there. What's yeah. up with cancer, dude? Yeah, what were you thinking? <laughs> Uh, that brings us to the oh, end. Oh, Halligan's really, he's, of he's another embarrassed. Year. Of another year. Of oh. Fox Cutters until next January the 31st of 2011. Or yes. remaining. Next January uh, 31st, 2011. According yeah, to, next, to, to not, not last January no, 31st, 2011. That would be weird and difficult, Seasons, John. Seasons, greetings to all. Uh, but yes, we are taking a very long five-week break. John and I need to uh, write this show for Acme. Uh, that's going to be a magnificent thing. February 24th at Acme, live in the studio is a monthly television thing that they do. We're going to be presenting uh, as part of Box Cutters, and it will be turned into a Box Cutters episode. It might be our first ever video episode, Brett, if we can get that working. Yeah. It might be. Of course we can. Uh, 
you're saying, of course we can. It's if Acme have the equipment, really. Oh, uh, but uh, <laughs> well, with, a, with a speaker, with a monitor in all the right, studio here, explain. I have it, uh, have it happening all so, year. Uh, February twenty fourth. Tickets are only like fifteen dollars, and uh, and it's it's a great. It, it's it's part of the uh, the the. Uh, the season that the Twin Peaks Marathon was uh, was part of, so it's mm-hmm. it's going to be great to be part of that tradition. John and I are going to be uh, doing that. We'll have some other box cutters regulars as part of that as well. Hopefully, I don't know. We got to write that bit in, John. I got no idea what we're doing. Bro. Yeah, I I'm know. just smiling, nodding. I know. <clears throat> uh, so you know that's all happening. January thirty first is when we're coming back. Until then, my name is Josh Canal. I'm John Richards. I'm Geraldine Hickey. <laughs> I'm Nellie Thomas. I'm Toby Halligan. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Have a fantastic Australia Day. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Good point, well made. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again Unless you're next year, same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. Box Cutters is produced by Toby Halligan and Josh Canal, with help from Brett Cropley, John Richards and Nellie Thomas. Our audio engineer slash magician is Brett Cropley. Peter Wilson commands our servers to do his bidding. Box Cutters thanks 3RRR, whose studios we use to record this show pretty much each and every week. Listen to the greatest radio station in the world on 102.7 FM if you're in the area or else on the web at rrr.org.au. If you enjoyed this episode of Box Cutters, then go to the iTunes Music Store or Facebook or Twitter or something and write a review. Spread the word and help other people find this show so that they can enjoy it too. If you're looking for us on Twitter, we're at Box Cutters Cast and our Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash box cutters. Email us at hooray at boxcutters.net or through the Contact Us link on the blog, which you'll find at boxcutters.net. You can also send us an SMS on 0458 288 837. That's 0458 CUTTER. So what are we going to do next year, Brad? Um, well, you know, let's air out the studio and uh, see, see who else we can get in. Yeah, we do. Uh, this is... Uh, you know what? I'm glad we're probably going to miss the hottest parts of summer. Uh, yeah, well, it depends. Given given uh, the weather we're seeing, 17 degrees today, 16 degrees forecast tomorrow, and flooding rains all the way through, maybe uh, summer's not even going to start until um, January 29th, and then we'll have three months from there of 35-plus uh, days. You bite your tongue. Could happen. Bite your tongue. Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Cutters.